Today on the Tim Mana Podcast Show, we've got Stephanie Jane Miller, <laughs> online health coach. I don't wonder why I just did the intro like that, but I think I'm going to keep it in. Stephanie Jane Miller, my friend Stephanie Jane Miller, we've known each other for years. Online health coach. What is that? Online health coach. What does that mean to you? What is it do you do? What do I do? The yeah. million dollar question. Yeah, the million dollar question. I help people overcome chronic health conditions by or through education and empowerment um, so they can go on to flourish yeah with sustainable it's always been nutrition has that always been the sort of key to your sort of what you do is that your sort of I'm always using the word modality aren't we? is that your sort of main modality yeah yeah, yeah, using nutrition as a... Where's that come from? Why is that such a big key? Personally, or... Personally, but yeah, it? yeah. So I suffered myself with chronic health issues in my early 20s, so IBS is the umbrella term that it's called. And my journey with that was nothing short of horrendous. Um, backwards and forwards to the GP medication after medication test after test and my journey that spanned with that was 10 years of resolving and getting to a full sort of to a place where I don't suffer anymore with gut issues and I was fobbed off a lot and even told at one point that what I was feeling and experiencing was in my head right that's got to be a common factor for a lot of people that hasn't it yeah, it's massive. And obviously with my work now, there's so many people that suffer daily and just learn to live with it, which isn't right. And just because it's common and there's so many people that suffer does not by any stretch mean it's normal. What is IBS? When people <laughs> say the word IBS, what what I know it's irritable bowel syndrome, but what, yeah. what, what does that mean? Well, exactly. It's been given this label, let's say, and... It can cover anything from bloating, gas, um, sickness, diarrhea, constipation. But people just go, oh, I've got IBS. I'm like, right, yeah. fine. And they just kind of go. It's like an umbrella term that's given yeah. to these conditions. And they just deal with it. Well, I've got IBS, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Or I think as well as a society, we tend to attach ourselves to a label and we want a diagnosis so that we've got something to attach ourselves to. And then we live by that label. And I've been guilty of that myself. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm perfect and I've never been there, but I have. And I've been in those shoes of the majority of people that I work with. And once you attach you, yourself to a label and you live by it, it's very hard to ping yourself out of that. And it, it consumes you, it consumes you daily. You never really know how your stomach's going to react. Socialising, eating out, travelling, all impact you. And then the mental side of that, it's just, it becomes a bit soul-destroying. Yeah. Because you think you're just going to have to live your life like that forever. How did you get over it then? Obviously you've been labelled, you've put this label, you put a label on yourself, you live by it. What was that moment where you thought, wait a minute, I'm going to take it into my own hands? So I went into the world of personal training, that was 15 years ago, and naturally with that came 
delving a bit deeper into the nutrition side. But, you know, and again, I hold my hands up because I've been there, done it, and I've done the tests. I've been down the whole food intolerance route doing those tests. I was in even a practitioner for providing food intolerance tests for people. And when I'm transparent, I'm transparent. I've been there and made those mistakes. And six, six, seven years ago, I did a naturopath diploma. Now, naturopathy or holistic nutritional therapy is all about natural healing of the human body. And that is about delving really deep into the root cause of what's actually going on for an individual. So we're all a study of one. All my programming is bespoke to an individual and that is because nobody, no one's lived in Marna's life. Nobody's come into this world as you have, the same as I haven't, the same as Jane down the street hasn't. Everybody's unique. And so the approach that you have to take, it's just hard. It's really, really hard to do that inner work and to really find out what's going on for you. And so by doing that course enabled me, so that's only going back six, seven years ago, to really get to the bottom, no pun intended, of what was going on. Yeah. The intolerance me. tests then, what, what's your thoughts on intolerance tests? Some people aren't going to like what I'm going to say it's here fine, because... I'll, you're in the right place for that. <laughs> okay. I think this comes back to everybody wanting a diagnosis or wanting to know or they think they want to know that there's one thing that is impacting them and once they know what that one thing is yeah. they can overcome it mm. food intolerance testing is just a finger prick blood test normally um, one of the problems with that is is that the blood that's picked up is only that blood at that moment in time Within two hours' time, you could take the result again and it'd be totally different. Also, with food intolerance tests, they only pick up or tend to pick up the foods that you eat the most of. So all of a sudden, somebody goes from thinking, right, that's what I've been eating for X amount of years, to suddenly, yeah. oh my God, that's what I'm intolerant to. You know, I started eating bread because you said it's not that. Yeah. I started eating bread again and I'm fucking fine. Yeah. I thought it was that. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. I'd, well, not nuts, but no. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I had this thing in my head that like bread has been bloating me and stuff like that. And it's nothing doing that at all. Yeah. There's something a lot deeper. Yeah. Go on, I, I'm digressing there. That's but, all right. So, yeah, this, the intolerance and the, just the, the, the prick of the finger. I never looked at it like that before. Yeah. And so it's not food that's the problem. It's the individual's internal body ecology, essentially. Yeah. So there's the whole ecosystem within our stomach and our gut which is what you told me about the gut microbiome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, allergies and intolerances are completely different. If somebody's got an allergic response, which is usually like anaphylactic, so similar to a peanut allergy, you would have swelling of the throat, lips, hives on the skin. That's a real allergy. So like celiac. Yeah. People that suffer with celiac disease. That's real. Intolerances, they can be overcome i'm not going to use the word cured because again <laughs> yeah getting a bit of trouble for that but yeah so you did that and you're like right i'm going on this journey now with yourself yeah and also because i'd done food intolerance testing myself but then we're still eating some of the foods that came up on my intolerance test and sometimes it would cause me a problem and sometimes it wouldn't yeah and so there there in itself lies 
the problem in that, well, there's no consistency here. So the only thing that's consistent is me <laughs> and what's going on for me day to day. So what changed in you then when you when you started looking at that, that did the naturopath, what, what was them significant changes that you made within your, your diet and your lifestyle? That I made personally? Yeah. Um, for me, it was really working on my gut microbiome. Um, I did remove trigger foods because if the gut lining is damaged... What the hell is a trigger food? What's that? So things that do or can trigger the gut, so things like gluten, caffeine, alcohol, spicy foods, onion, garlic, they are sort of known triggers and they will trigger people more when their gut lining is damaged. Right. So if people, for example, have leaky gut syndrome, which are... which is where the cell, not the cell, the gut membrane has become permeable and there can be microbes of food leaking out into the, the bloodstream and so that's why they suffer. So you got off the trigger foods, let your stomach heal for a bit and then you can sort of introduce them back yeah. in. So typically with somebody's healing journey, you have to go through a period of removing those trigger foods just so you can give the digestive system and the gut a bit of a break. break. Yeah. Whilst you work on re-inoculating and repairing that gut lining once but you need you will eventually get to a place where you can tolerate any food that you eat so for me now it doesn't wouldn't matter what i eat i'm absolutely okay the only time <laughs> i probably do feel anything is if i've had a big meal out like three courses a couple of glasses of wine you know real overindulgence. like complex everything's quite complex yeah quite rich going, Shit. yeah it's going nuts like what are you doing this for but that would be like a one-off and i'd yeah. know why it's happened but yeah generally day to day like everything i was told i was an intolerant to i'm fine with absolutely fine with so this is what you'd help people with now mainly and what what's that process look like when somebody like comes to you obviously we've had a little you know me yeah. and you together but like just to let everyone else know what does what does that look like when somebody approaches you it's quite in-depth, and I, I understand it's quite overwhelming with the amount of information that I ask from people and through my methodology, but the process that I put people through is the closest I can get without actually living with a person. <laughs> so I need to know symptomatically what's going on for them day-to-day, -day, their bowel movements day-to-day, -day, what that bowel movement looks like, yeah. not in terms of <laughs> photographic yeah. evidence or anything, but using the Bristol stool chart, yeah. as a matrix the more information I've got on somebody the, the easier Bristol, the Bristol stool chart the Bristol stool chart which means what so the Bristol stool chart is a a chart that's scaled from one to six on what thickness yeah on what a colour yeah on what a bowel movement looks like so right. number one on is what a healthy one looks like yeah so what does one, a healthy one look like <laughs> like a sausage right okay like a smooth sausage, smooth in consistency, yeah. easy to pass, yeah. virtually no wiping. Right. Let's go deep. Okay. Shit talk. Get shit talk, yeah. <laughs> it's important, isn't it? It's important to people yeah. to know. It's all right to talk about shit, isn't it? Of course it is. We're all doing it every day, yeah, or yeah. should be. But and people sometimes are a bit like, all oh, right, okay. But I've heard it all. Yeah. So there's no judgment zone. Again, the more information I've got, the easier the job becomes. So this is all like in a tracking sheet 
Yeah. So their bowel movements, symptomatically how they're feeling for women, their cycle, where they're at, because that's hugely impactful. The two, gut health and hormonal health, are are inextricably linked. There's yeah. no doubt. Go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there's a problem with one, there's usually a problem with the other. Yeah. And if you solve one, the other one writes itself as well. So yeah, there's a bit of a cycle going on there. Um, all food and drink that they're taking on board. Sleep cycles is another one. And we just build this picture up over time. And for me, it's about giving the client the space and the insight to see what is going on for them. Because usually through this process, they start to see what is happening. Because actually what's impacting them day to day doesn't impact me. Yeah. Not in a, not saying that in an awful way, but it's them that has to see it. And it's them that have to realise what is going on for them. Yeah. It's so individual, isn't it? Every per- yeah. Like you said, every person is so individual. It's like you can't, there's not one thing that's going to fix everybody, is there? No. And I think this is the other problem that people get very distracted by what their friends are doing, what's worked for them, what book have they read. I mean, how many self-help books are there out yeah, there now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you read this? Have you read that? Have you, have you actually done anything that's in these books? And also, if there was one book... What to be said about that, isn't there? People watching podcasts and reading yeah. books and it's like, yeah, the second thing's up, you're not actually doing any of the fucking things that are in yeah. it. <laughs> you can read it, but you need to do the yeah, do yeah, after yeah. reading it. Yeah. And also, you know, if there was one book that could cure everybody, well, we'd all be all right, wouldn't we? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of introspection that needs to go on. But obviously there's a lot of time where you need to spend with that client first to really understand them yeah. before you can even... What are you, what are you looking for? Once once they've filled all that, and what, what are you looking for? There's obviously the, the poo's off, the, the, the mood's <laughs> off, what? Anything. Any little bit of information that they can give. So someone's you like, I've got really bad stomach, I've got bad bloating, they'll fill all these things in. Um, how long does that go on for? A couple of weeks before you can kind of get the data enough. You're looking for data, aren't you, to start off yeah. with? Yeah. And then you go, oh, wait a minute, there's um, you're eating five Kit Kats. At- yeah, what are you doing that for? Yeah. <laughs> so usually there's things within, within a week, within seven days of data, there'll be things that I'll notice and I'll go, right, well, there's this for a start that's just silly. Why are you doing that? And the, the process of the tracking it's a live document so I can comment on what they're putting on they can see it they can implement a small change yeah so they're made aware of these small changes over time and so that means that the changes they make are so subtle that give me some examples of like what what do you mean what do you mean like a main one will be hydration and this god this will sound so basic but some people that come to me they'll be drinking three liters of water for example and you go right okay more often than not, you think, great, tick, well done. Yeah. For some people, that's actually too much water. What? So they could be flushing their body of minerals if they're having too much. I've never heard that before in my life. Well, there you go. Heard it here first. Really? Yeah. And it's real, like anything with the body, it's such a fine line and a fine balance. And the other one is, is this water just plain water, like this bottle that you've kindly given me? Or are they drinking structured water? And by that, I mean loaded with minerals. What do you mean by that? To balance the body. So to hydrate the body, you need minerals present to take the water to the cells. So the main one being sodium, salt, 
which a lot of people are scared of because they're told don't have too much salt. How do you get salt? How do you get salt in water? Well, really easily, you can just put Celtic sea salt under your tongue and drink a glass of water. That is the easiest way. Or there are a lot of electrolytes about now, which you can just pop into your drink and. Should we talk about me for a minute, right? So go on then. Let's make it this right. right. <laughs> so what, what I'm doing is I'm drinking maybe four liters of water a day. That's a lot. Yeah, maybe too much. Maybe I'm flushing myself of minerals, whatever. But I'm actually having BCAs in that water because I hate the taste of water. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Mm, indifferent. <laughs> do you? <laughs> but if that's working for you, so BCAAs are fine as long as you're having a good quality one. But should I really just be drinking water just on its own or can I add something like that to the water? Am I still getting... Fu- what am I saying? What you're still I, getting hydrated? What, am I? <laughs> Because I don't, yeah. I hate water, I hate the taste of water, but having water with a tiny bit of Vimto in or something, is that still me getting, I know it sounds really ridiculous, says, am I still getting the water intake by just, by putting Vimto in it? You are, but you have to remember that anything you're adding like cordial, your body's then having to process that, yeah. that you're putting in. So you'd be better putting an electrolyte tablet in, for example. And I know what, that, you know. But like cord- a Lucozade tablet. No, it's not Lucozade. What is it? So an electrolyte tablet contains sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. So a balance of those minerals. So everybody talks about vitamins. Not many people talk about minerals. And they are the things that keep us alive. So people can find themselves really ill in hospital. A friend's father-in-law, he was, I mean, he's in his late 70s, but dragged into hospital. Really, really low magnesium levels. So he was virtually about to die, so they had to get him on an IV drip for magnesium top-up. Can let me ask you this question. Can I get magnesium? Oh, no. Sorry, Steph. Right. I've right. got so many fucking questions. <laughs> if I add an Epsom salt bath the magnesium, yeah. right, can I get magnesium into my body by having a bath? Yeah, that's one of the easiest ways because your skin is your biggest organ. And it absorbs everything. So right. via osmosis, you're literally sat in a bath and just... Epsom salts, it. Himalayan salts, are they the same thing? Epsom salts. Epsom salts, yeah. yeah. Right. New Epsoms or right. magnesium flakes, I think they're a thing as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then when I'm having water, change to a mineral tablet instead. Yeah. Or just, mind you, you don't like the taste of water, so yeah, that would... I hate the taste of water. That's my problem. It doesn't taste of anything. I think that's the problem. Just saying. I know. But if I add... Strawberry water. Yeah. What's that? Fresh strawberries in it? No. It's got, it's got a touch of no. fruit in it. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that because I, really, <laughs> I love that stuff. Just because of all the sweeteners and yeah. flavourings that are in it. And again, they're damaging to the gut over time. So when it comes to the programme, that's one of the things that you've seen that people are drinking some too much water. Some people, yeah, just as an example... Yeah. Um, what other things? And too much plain water. So once they start adding the salt in, yeah, that's much more beneficial. What yeah. other things? What other kind of things do you see? Um, too many processed foods. Yeah. But they're not realizing the processed foods. So typically, people think. I'm trying to think of an example of this now. A processed food is a microwave meal, for example. Yeah. Which is obviously processed. Obvs. Yeah. Um. But things like 
people hate this as well like protein yogurts these protein puddings all breads that are on a shelf i know you mentioned bread before bagels crumpets you just listed all my food yeah it's all of everything the protein yogurts and tasty little yogurts you can get tasty it says protein on the front of it in big capital letters yeah it's great marketing bastards i know <laughs> and when you said breads, what what bread should I be eating? So the bread I always recommend is just a pure sourdough bread because it's literally got three or four ingredients in it. Um, right, yeah, that's, that's not what I'm having. So it has to be a decent one. Right. And the things that... I don't think you stated that when we talked last time. You said you not. can eat bread again, but I feel like... Or did you listen properly? I've, yeah, maybe I've <laughs> cut out the fact that you said that and I've just gone straight to the Warburton's Toasties. With that butter on it. Can't, can't name Warburton's. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But the yeah. thing that people need to look out for in those products are the industrial seed oils. So, yeah. rapeseed oil, vegetable oil, corn oil, there's loads, canola oil. They're in everything. And they are highly inflammatory to the body. Yeah. And again, people think, oh, but I'm only having a bit of it each day. Yeah. I don't have a lot of it, but over time and over a lifetime that's where the wall of your gut starts just like breaking yeah. down you're getting this leaky gut and it gets really bad yeah it's going bad to cause you a problem yeah yeah and is that the main thing of people's sort of like inflammation i mean it's mainly inflammation is that people are yeah yeah that yeah, swelling chronic. of the stomach just chronic inflammation internally yeah cells cell membranes yeah, yeah your body is your body's soaking up absolutely everything that you put into it. Everything. Let's let me shift um course a little bit. Let's talk about adventure stuff. Oh. <laughs> Tell me some of the adventures that you've done. Tell me the people the adventures you've done. Because some of the stuff you've done is like I mean you look at you and then you be like, There's no way she's done that. <laughs> Why'd you say that? I don't know, not sure. Because like You've always been softly spoken. You've got a lovely way about you, but you've got this demon inside of you. <laughs> you? You've got a quiet, and a lot of people don't see that about you. Yeah. So just just tell people some of the stuff that you've done. I've been up Kilimanjaro. That was probably the first big sort of adventure that I did. I've run marathons, half marathons. I've done an ultra in the Sahara Desert. And last week I attempted... 250k over five days um for an amazing mental health charity that was big moose kudos to them um it wasn't my week event wise i got pulled out on the third day with injury but i still managed two ultras that week back to back um a 46k and a 52k so where does that come from still a win where does that side come from why i got into it yeah interesting because i spoke about this with the team last week (laughs) um on the back of trauma and there is a direct correlation between people who are involved involved in ultra events and have been through traumatic experiences do you talk about that trauma yeah and i did last week so on three or four of the evenings they asked for speakers um so there's myself and another chap on the first night and it's the first time I've actually told my story to an audience. Is it? Yeah. Or an audience of that size. I've spoke to obviously various different people about it. Mm. Um, 
but trauma and then also family things that have happened since then as well we were they were my real sort of pushes into the ultra world and because you were running away from that you felt like you were in control of that what's the it all it, i yeah. love stuff like it. it always interests me because it's like something that i got such trauma attached to my training that you know try to change that relationship betray it's like you're toughening this outside this nobody's going to work me again yeah kind of thing mm. and i spoke about that actually again it's a really fine line between are you using the training the running as another distraction like you said are you running away yeah. or running towards so are you using it as that or is it are you using it in a healthy way because we're all addicted to something, aren't we? Yeah. Pick your poison, basically. <laughs> Obviously, training and exercising is healthy, but it's also got to be balanced. Um, Can you talk about the trauma, or do you not want to talk about the... I, I'm cool, I'm just, I just wondered what it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'll remember when I tell you, because I think I came to you about a year after it happened, when yeah. Steph was lost, and that yeah. was part of what I spoke about the other night. Um, just turned 36 in 2016, um, December, was, my life was as stable as I thought it was ever gonna be. I had a house, a stable job, yeah. a partner. I was 12 months pregnant. No, I wasn't 12 months pregnant. I was 12 weeks pregnant. And there was a lot there that had all the tick boxes of what you thought- It was a perfect life. You should have at yeah. that point in your life. Um, and then a week before Christmas, I found out I'd had a miscarriage. Something that's not really spoke about enough. There's been a lot of it in the media recently. Um, and you never think it's going to happen to you, even though it happens to a lot of women. And you're always told not to, don't tell anybody that you're pregnant until you've had your 12 week scan. Which I always found odd because in the event that these Just things happen- yeah, but in the, in the event of just in case, you're going to want people to talk to. So I had told people, not lots of people, but my close friends knew, parents knew. Um, and on the back of that happening, my partner left me. Literally left me in a heap on the stairs. Um, and at that moment, obviously not knowing what the hell was going on and having literally having your carpet ripped from underneath you was awful nothing short of horrific really um drove to my parents we lived in the limb at the time i was in Altrinum. right okay yeah i'm in yeah. the limb now yeah that's right yeah, yeah. and drove straight to my parents you know <laughs> mum was very optimistic at the time as she can be you know good people do bad things sometimes i'm sure there's a reason Anyway, that passed. Um, Christmas came and went. It was awful. Because we were at a fam... It was a massive family Christmas. Like, a big group of us had gone out. But extended family didn't know. So that was really tough to sit amongst that. But me knowing what was going on for me. New Year came. Kept myself really busy. Worked, worked, worked. Kept myself distracted. Um... In the February, I distinctly remember having an afternoon out with some friends, got blind drunk, <laughs> absolutely blind drunk. Again, numbing, distraction. Steph's okay, yeah. it's fine, let's move on. 
Um, you're, not, you're, not, you're not talking about how you felt, you, you truly felt to anybody? Not really, because you almost feel like nobody else would understand. Right. And I wouldn't expect them to unless they'd been through it. And two things had happened for me at the same time there. Yeah. So it was a lot. I just couldn't process it. My friends ended up taking me home and putting me to bed. I don't even remember. And I then didn't leave my house for four days. Everything hit you? Yeah. I was in a hole. Like a really big hole. And that's when I reached out and had therapy. Um, which was amazing. It worked really well for me. I remember at the time was being quite pragmatic and very matter-of-fact with the guy that I saw. He was called Tim, actually. And it had only been, what, two and a bit months? Say eight to ten weeks. <laughs> and I remember saying to him, well, how long am I going to feel like this for? Because it You was can so- be like that, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was so far removed from how Steph was. Yeah. And nothing bad had ever really happened in my life to that point. Yeah. Perfect Steph. Not perfect Steph, but just, yeah, I'd had a really good upbringing, you know. Yeah. My, perfect I'd had all perfect the, Steph. I'd had all the love in the world from my parents, you know, school was fine. Yeah. I had a, a small incident of bullying in high school. Was this at the same time as a, a personal trainer at Hill Country Club? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perfect Steph, that's what I used to call you. Why are you telling me that now? I'm telling you now. (laughs) Why not? Um, And so he kind of smirked when I said that. And he said, look, it's been eight weeks or however long it had been. Um, But to you, it feels like forever because you are living it day in, day out. Minute by minute, hour by hour. You go to bed at night, you go to sleep, you wake up. Ugh, this again. But for me, him saying that to me really, really hit and it made me understand and he said the best advice I can give you he said reduce your working hours easier said than done when you're self-employed yeah. <laughs> um, really step back and take time out self-care was a big one and I did everything he said because that's just what I would do um, and it worked for me it was hard but typically what we tend to do is when bad things have happened or we've got shit going on is, oh, I'll just distract myself. Yeah. Keep myself busy. Yeah, that's what I do. Keep myself busy then. I don't need to think about it. I don't need to sit with those emotions that are yeah. really horrible and really difficult. Yeah. 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 That's what I used to do. Yeah. And so you'll know that is the worst thing to do. Worst thing to do. Hardening the exterior. Yeah. yeah. So no one can ever get hurt ever again. No, wearing that mask. And you're just hardening your heart. You don't let amazing people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So what when that self care bit that he said, what did what does that look like for Steph? When he said, Look, Steph, do self care and juice your hours, what what does what does that look like? So back then it was I mean <laughs> I love being outside. Yeah. So hence the running, hiking adventures. It it grounds me hugely. Like my mood can change like that within minutes of getting outside. And with the running in particular, it's the only time I find real peace and real flow. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Like I can just, yeah, just one foot in front of the other, your breath, 
yeah, it just does something to me. And do you, do you teach people this as well? Do you, do you like, I know they're coming for a certain thing, but they also get that side of Steph as well, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, because I'm transparent with everything. And I think that's really, really important. And again, that gives, if you lead with vulnerability, which is what I did last week, yeah. talking to that group of people, yeah. other people will open up. And that's what happened last week. Yeah. There were some really powerful conversations that came on the back of me sitting and telling that story. And then a year after that happened in 2016, my dad was diagnosed with motor neuron disease. So again, it was almost, you can sit and think, why me? Yeah. And of course, why me? But it's, I think it's important not to fall into the trap of being a victim to life happening at you. It's happening for you. And you always, I think you can always lean into your resilience. But that was hard. That was hard to process too. It's a big one, that, isn't it? It's a family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you're watching somebody's physicality being taken away from them... There's always been a strength, always always been a... For you, it's always been like a symbol of strength for you. Yeah. yeah. It's a privilege to be able to move your body. Don't see it as a chore or, you know, a punishment for whatever you might have done. You can really harness it and, and do something worthwhile. There's a purpose, like last week was all about a purpose bigger than yourself. Yeah. And so on the back of that, with my father, in 2021, I ran 10K a day for the year and raised 10,000 pounds for motor neuron disease. That was my goal with that and my dad every day is a marathon for him every day and I think that's what keeps me going getting out of bed putting socks on you know being able to yeah. hold a cup of tea like we do you know it's two hands because the yeah. strength is gone brutal that isn't it oh it's grim yeah to see that atrophy of the body yeah it's it's horrible it's almost worse as well I don't know whether this is the right thing or to say or not but when it's a man mm. it's almost worse seeing it yeah 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 it's that um, the strength goes and you, you can see the self work on where they're going to be looking a protector of everybody and that you know yeah you know it's like and when you've gone that and they can't be that protector anymore, mm. it's got a, like a, such a massive effect on your, your identity. Yeah. And you can see that going from somebody. Yeah. It must be so tough, that. Really yeah. tough. And interestingly, last week, you know, it wasn't the event that I wanted it to be for me personally because I didn't finish it. But somebody had mentioned about the runs that we get and similarly to, I guess, like life happening to you or for you, the runs you get are the runs you need to see. Yeah. So on the second day, the last two miles is when my ankle literally just went, no, no more. <laughs> so I couldn't run or shuffle anymore. I, I had to walk 
with walking poles. Luckily, there was two people with me, so Jade kind of gave me hers. And for those two miles, I bitched and moaned. I ugly cried. <laughs> but because I'd been slowed down and stopped, yeah, it really... Out of your control. Yeah. Having to walk with these aids. Like, every movement was slow. Even when I got back to camp, moving around, you know, trying to sit on the floor, trying to get up when there's an ankle that just won't move in the way it should do. Did you think about your dad? (laughs) Yeah. Those last two miles, I just thought, imagine this for the rest of my life. Oh, fuck. What a moment. Yeah. But real, like... Yeah. A real empathy and realisation of what what that must feel like. And so I needed to see that. Feel that. And feel it and be in that moment with it, yeah. And that was two miles as well, which probably took about 45 minutes. <laughs> For it felt like a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about running. That's what I love about hiking so far when I go on like three days or whatever. It's yeah. There's moments in it and you're just like in this flowing this and realisation oh, I'm just like wow you can't explain it to somebody and yeah. the mountain like she either loves you hates you you're at a total the mercy of her and I'm like I'm just like you can't explain them them moments no beautiful and I can't explain last week unless you were there yeah surrounded by such an amazing group of human beings mm. where there was no ego your times didn't matter. Everybody was treating everybody else on. Everybody belonged there. Yeah. Everyone. No discrimination. No one was privileged. Everyone was just working for the same... Well, one for the same cause, but also just for each other. Just be kind. Hmm. Let me be at selfish and I'm going to talk about myself a little Go bit on, again, then. right? Let's hear about you. <laughs> Enough about me. <sighs> So, what's always, like, puzzled me, right? Well, he doesn't now have to talk to you. Every morning I talk to you, I kind of get the thing, but I wanted to get it from your point of view. Okay. Why Why did you choose us, right, to help you with your branding? Because I thought we were so different that I'm just like, I don't understand why she's choosing us to help you with your branding website and stuff. Why did you choose us? What do you mean by so different? I don't know. I just, like, because, I, I, again, I'll go back to, like... Perfect Steph. <laughs> right. Um, that was just like, I, I wonder why, I wonder what, what was that connection to kind of go, why, why? Because I felt like you, you chose us to help tell your story. And I was just like, well, why is that? Because I'm like, we're so different. Obviously, not now. Like, I just wondered what it was. Yeah. It's interesting though. It's interesting how you say the perfect Steph, which is just not true. Yeah. But I am quite alternative and I like alternative people. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I just see myself as being a little bit quirky. My mum's always called me quirky. Always. But maybe I just don't appear like that. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought you would be able to. And I am goofy. Like I remember doing my photos with Kay. Yeah. And I just remember her laughing at me because, yeah, I just was dancing around like a. Wow, I want to say, is that loud? <laughs> um, 
yeah and I just knew I think I just knew it was a place that I could just be me and I wouldn't be judged for it that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said that sounds really silly when I say it no it doesn't no it doesn't yeah yeah I just wondered what that was yeah obviously getting to know you a little bit more I I know that we're kind of the same person inside Mm. we've got very sort of there's a darkness in us that's very kind of very similar mm. about the outdoors and stuff like that and that, yeah. that keep going mentality and like but I just wondered what that was initially and you just saying that you could just be yourself and be goofy here it just like that's pretty much why we sell the business in the first place some misfits <laughs> some misfits can come and get branded yeah. up and like tell the, the story yeah yeah the ragged dolls yeah <laughs> yeah I think that's why I was drawn to it yeah and it worked it's still working yeah just by being yourself. Still going. Yeah, and you keep telling your story. Mm. I'd just like to see a little bit more quirky and a little bit more goofy. Yeah. Because you don't let people into that side a little that much. Not on your social media. No. Because you are very matter-of-fact, Steph. You've got a lovely matter-of-fact, yeah. very logical, you're very what's it, but nobody knows really your silly side. And you've got an amazing silly side. No, unless they're like my friends and people that are close to me. Yeah. Then yeah, they would. Yeah, they'd back me up. And You're they'd... like an onion, aren't you? There's so many fucking layers to you. <laughs> Can you eat onions over there? You trigger for your stomach. <laughs> um, yeah, they're a big trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, no pressure then. Go and be goofy. You just be yourself. But it's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. Like really, it's like I always use this analogy of like going to a school disco. Right, and people go to school disco, but like, there's a few that stand around the edge because they're scared of making themselves look like dickheads when they get on the dance floor. Yeah. And a couple of people put the foot on there and have a little what's it, but to truly get on that dance floor and dance like nobody's watching yeah. is literally what I want for everybody. Yeah. For everybody, no matter if they're a client or whatever, I want everybody to be fearless and get on that dance floor and just dance like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, no matter how you dance, it's your fucking dance, do whatever you want. Yeah, own it. Own it. It was interesting last week, actually, because we had, like, a main communal area. So, you know, everybody's up, dick o'clock in the morning, half five, coming down, breakfast, coffee, all like, ugh. And there was one guy there that always put the music on straight away. Like, DJ. Yeah. DJ Jan. Dan, let's call him. And it would always get a few of us going. I am a morning person, so that does help. But he's like, I only need to look round. And as long as you're having a bit of a dance, he's like, I know we're all right. <laughs> But again, because that was such a safe space and everybody was just turning up as themselves because so many people have that. Yeah. So many. So many. And they fear being accepted. I mean, I can't say that's something I think, but the judgment, Mm. I think, is one. And sometimes I think it's difficult with work. It's like you're trying to come across as being professional. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But you have that. I think that's, that's the thing for me. It's like... You know, because you do you do come across very professional and you are very professional. You're amazing at what you do. You're so knowledgeable and stuff like that. But that still doesn't mean you can't be a dick. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Does it? No. And that's why I always thought perfect stuff. And we took a picture and you had like your little thing up at Hale with your picture. I'm like, oh my God, she, she, she's got no problems there at all. Her life is like perfect. <laughs> Annoying to me, like you've got the same darkness as I have. Yeah. 
deep down in my core. Deep down in your core. <laughs> They're the people I love the most. Yeah. Because you, you connect with them at a total, like, deep, deeper level. Mm. I just wonder what your relationship was like being a dick on social media. <laughs> Is that my next challenge? I think so. I think so. Wow. Letting people see the that other side of stuff. Yeah. Okay, challenge accepted. It's not cynic because it's like you'll probably do something that's like nuts now and you'll mm. probably get three people inquiring about it and it's got absolutely nothing to do with being what's it, but they just like who you are. Yeah. Yeah, being able to resonate with people, isn't it? Yeah. On a different level. What is next for Stephanie Jane Miller? What's 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 her next thing? What's the next adventure and what's the next thing for a business? Oh gosh. Next adventure I really don't know. I think because I'm still processing last week. Um, somebody do you need to do that again now because you didn't complete it? Interesting one. I think when you've been pulled out with injury, I'm very aware of it, so I know not to go and like enter something or look for something now because I've done that in the past years yeah. ago and it's the wrong thing to do. Um, so yeah, I don't know on that one, the adventure one. I think I'm just going to let that sink in from yeah. last week. You'll do that again. It'll be snowing away at you because you've not completed it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you'd definitely do that again. But it's have to be. It have oh, to be Steph, the right. You failed. You didn't do it. You didn't complete it, Steph. Can you not do it? I'm not seeing it as a failure though. Really, like we can only grow, can't we, from things like that? Yeah. Like if if we were successful with everything like that, which quite lucky that I have been in the events that I've done yeah so you know perfect stuff is perfect no more yeah <laughs> she's failed but it's not really life it's not it is life changing but it's not does that make sense yeah I totally get it I totally get it it's not going to impact my life that badly going forward is it if I don't ever do it yeah because like stuff that's been out of your control you're out of control and that that's the biggest thing for anything that's happened yeah. Like the trauma, it's like yeah. these things are out of my control. What are you going to do about it? Oh, right, I'll just let it go. Yeah. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll just, all right. Just ride with but it. there's always that niggling thing for me. I'm like, I didn't, you didn't still complete it, Tim, did you? I don't think it's a good thing or a bad thing. I know. I still did 100k nearly in two days. Break that is mint, that. Yeah, which is still a hell of an achievement and the biggest. Hell of achievement. And furthest thing I've ever done. Um, the, Sahara, the Sahara thing must have been brutal. Yeah, but again, if you train well, you go, you go in to be okay. I think part of the issue with... What's he called? The Salder? No, you th- you're thinking of Marathon de Saab's. Ah, right, it okay. wasn't that one. Right, 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 right. Just to say I won't ever be doing that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it out loud, should I? No. It's there now, isn't it? <laughs> Why have you said that? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is tough. Yeah. You have to fully support yourself for that. Like, carry... Your tent and pillows and everything. Yeah, no thanks. I'm not that dark. <laughs> and for business? Business-wise, um, stepping into the corporate space. So yeah. corporate well-being. Yeah. Um, my sort of corner or arena, if you like, would be supporting women for sustainable high performance. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get oldie now then... How do they get hold of you? Do they message you on Instagram? Do you want them to go to the website? Where do you want them to go? Instagram, LinkedIn, 
website. Are you going to tell them what you called on Instagram or should they just guess? So it's at Stephanie Jane Health. Uh, LinkedIn is Stephanie Miller. <laughs> nice and simple. Nice and simple. And website www.stephaniejanehealth.com. Everybody yeah. message Steph. She's amazing. How long have we known each other for now? Oh God. Christ. <laughs> it's over 10 years, isn't it? Must Mad be, that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, let's, let's go on from that. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for Thank listening, you. everybody. Goodbye. with the best